These are some of the major stories which made the news this week in The Hunter. Strike Force detectives on Monday revealed a major breakthrough in their investigations into the suspected abduction and murder of two Lake Macquarie teenagers 40 years ago. 18-year-old Robin Hickey and 14-year-old Amanda Robinson disappeared in 1979. Police released details of a distinctive green mid-70s Holden Tirana, which they believed was used in the teen's abduction. They also confirmed a 58-year-old successful Gold Coast businessman who used to live in the Hunter Valley is under investigation. Chief Inspector Greg Thomas said detectives are gathering more information from new lines of inquiry. The, the volume of material from the previous investigations is significant. So with that comes time to methodically go through all that material. Uh, any new lines of inquiry have been undertaken with, with many more to come. This line of inquiry and the description of the vehicle is important to investigators. Severe thunderstorms lashed Newcastle and the Hunter on Monday night, causing some headaches for emergency services. Nobby's recorded wind gusts of 139 kilometres per hour, while Williamtown received 31.2 millimetres of rain, the most it's seen in more than two months. Thousands of homes were left without power in Fern Bay, Cooks Hill, Bar Beach, Hamilton South, Adamstown and Highfields. Firefighters were kept on their toes with electrical fires, storm damage and minor flooding as well as automatic fire alarms being triggered by the storm. The Port Stephens community was left shocked after a young girl was found unresponsive in a car on Tuesday afternoon. The discovery was made in the driveway of her family home at Tanilba Bay. It's understood five-year-old Natasha had gone out to play and managed to climb into the car but became trapped. Paramedics treated her at the scene before she was flown to the John Hunter Hospital in a critical condition. Her family have maintained a bedside vigil at the hospital. New South Wales Labor demanded action on poor air quality in the Upper Hunter on Tuesday. More than 700 air quality alerts have been issued in the region this year and the opposition's accusing local MP Michael Johnson of ignoring residents' concerns over the increase in alerts. Meeting with community members in Singleton, party leader Jody McKay reiterated support for the mining industry but said the repercussions need to be managed. You have people who work in the mining industry who kids go to the local school and the daycare centre they want clean air as well. Um, the immediate issue is making sure that government pays attention to what is clearly an issue here, and that is air pollution. Michael Johnson said mining is a part of the air quality situation, but it's not the whole situation. The industry and government and health professionals are all working together through the Upper Hunter Mining Dialogue, for example, and have been and have been improving uh, conditions and improving practices uh, right throughout the uh, the mining industry for the last 10 years and it's been a very, very helpful dialogue and it continues today. The Independent Planning Commission was urged this week to hold off on its decision regarding the proposed Araring Ash Dam expansion until an inquiry into ash dump remediation has released its findings. The IPC's public submission process for the expansion closed on Wednesday after being extended following the high-profile closure of Myuna Bay Recreation Centre. Environmental Justice Australia warns Araring operator Origin is already failing to manage risks, including toxic air pollution and 
water contamination. Lawyer Bronya Lipsky said the IPC should wait until the ash dump inquiry is complete. That inquiry should definitely make a lot of recommendations with respect to how the ash dams should be appropriately managed and mitigated into the future, how they should be rehabilitated, um, the costs associated with rehabilitation uh, and future planning for reuse of the coal ash material. Hospitality groups are hoping Newcastle's lockout laws will be reviewed following news Sydney will remove the measures in January. The state government announced on Thursday it will remove the 1.30am lockout from venues across Sydney following an inquiry into the city's nighttime economy. The inquiry also recommended a review of Newcastle's laws, which have been in place for more than 10 years. Newcastle President of the Australian Hotels Association, Rolly DeWitt, said things have changed since the legislation was first introduced. We think it's well overdue that um, that Newcastle is included and we acknowledge that there needs to be a balanced and fair review um, and, and really based on common sense. But anti-alcohol violence campaigner Tony Brown said on Friday he's spoken with many residents who don't support a review. Most people who I meet um, are enormously respectful of the work of our police, our health officials and the package of Newcastle conditions. And then the day the community must have a say. And the latest violent venues list for New South Wales was released on Friday with good news for the hunter. The Belmore Hotel in Maitland has managed to work its way off the list following a reduction in violent incidents. The venue's removal means no hunter pubs were included on the latest list.